0: Dank u wel.
1: This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. Today's episode, or the topic for today's episode, is going to be true Catholic sacramentals are not magical charms. But first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, All that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. So the reason I'm doing this particular topic for today is very simple, and Funnily enough, is when I was in the uh, Vatican II sect, the 10 years I was in the Vatican II sect, there were certain neo trads who were running around saying what I'm saying today that the, that the Catholic sacramental, true Catholic sacramentals, are not magic charms. And of course, they're they're right about that. They just, you know, they're just not in full conformity with with God's will. Oh, uh, for those of you who may not know, the sacramentals. There, there's holy water. There's salt. There's holy oil. Stuff like that. The average layperson, they may uh, the average layperson, if they're really devout, might have a holy water fountain, But it's not something that you can wear on your person. You just use it, you know, when you come home and when you leave the house. Though when I talk about those sacrament or when I list those sacramentals, those are not what I'm talking about. The sacramentals I'm talking about in particular are the pardon crucifix, the miraculous medal, um, the brown scapular, any of the scapulars, brown, uh, green, red, blue, or white, any of those scapulars, the rosary, let me see if I've missed anything. I don't think I, or or for that matter, the crucifix, because I've been noted. Well, I've kind of noticed it, but it, it, I've been getting a really strong impression lately that a lot amongst the the younger, the younger. Uh, Catholics or the people who consider them Catholics, they consider them magic items. I often see, oh, thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus. The other sacramental is the St. Benedict's Medal. But I've been noticing if, if you go on places like eBay, any online shop, First of all, they're they're heavily mislabeled is the best way I can put it. They're heavily mislabeled because they literally, if they're selling a St. Benedict's medal, they will literally say, oh, this is a charm against evil. They will literally call it a charm and they will say it's against evil. So, if you're a lukewarm or ignorant person, you see that, you think, oh, wow, I've got to get this St. Benedict's Medal because it's going to protect me from evil spirits. That, that, you know... First of all, in Catholicism, true Catholicism, I should say, well, I think even the LARPers in the Vatican II sect understand this concept, that we don't deal in Charms. Charms charms are satanic. you know um, I know there's a lot of ignorance out there regarding the spiritual realm, but um we we don't deal in witchcraft a, ch- a charm. And I don't care for you autists out there wh- how you choose to describe witchcraft. Witchcraft is satanic, period. We're dealing with God. He, he's, he, he doesn't deal in magic because he runs the earth. Therefore, protection from spirits, miracles, healings, stuff like that, that's his realm. It's not magic. So you need to understand that what God does is not magic. Not in your misconception of the term. It is merely his power is God. And there's a difference. There's definitely a difference. Magic is trying to go around God's will and his power to achieve a goal that you want to do. Not to get too deep in the weeds about this, but I forget which book in the Old Testament this was. But before David um, became king, uh, Israel had a king known as Saul. And I forget the details of the story Oh, I think it was this, there was a prophet named Samuel, the one who had anointed David. And Samuel had died. And like I said, he was a prophet, so being a holy man, he could talk to God directly. And he often advised Saul, do this, do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he died. And there was a really big battle against a a pagan nation that the the Israelites were fighting. And so Saul got desperate, King Saul. He got desperate. And so he went to a witch. He went to a witch to contact uh, the prophet Samuel. And she, she was able to, to contact Samuel, the prophet Samuel, in the other world. We, we, we call it limbo, but this isn't a theological discussion. And Samuel was righteously angry because he's like, why are you consulting a witch? This goes against God. This goes everything against what we've been taught. Why, you know, why are you doing this? And he prophesied to Saul. He said, "You're going to lose. You are going to be killed. Your son's going to be killed, and you will be your your kingship will be taken over by David." And the witch, for her part, realizing that as a pagan as basically an indirect worshipper of Satan she'd screwed up and was terrified she was absolutely terrified so in true catholic teachings we 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 don't deal in witchcraft we deal in the power of god and what you call witchcraft you know like i said i don't care about your autistic uh definitions it's 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 satanism Because you're trying to subvert God's will for your own Anyhow I get the impression that a lot of ignorant youngsters Um When they're on the online shops They Oh and for that matter another sacramental is a saints medal Um Um they, they, you know, they see the description and they think, "Oh, if I wear this medal or blah 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 blah, I'll be protected from evil." Now, what they're doing is out of ignorance. At least I hope. Um, I've seen the rosary, and I, I, I. I in case, for my long-term listeners, they know how much I love the rosary, the rosary is actually 2 prompt. It's a sacramental and it's a devotional. But I've seen rosaries advertised as necklaces. Now, having come from a major Midwestern city, I've seen some of the urban kids running around wearing rosaries as necklaces. And even in my half-pagan state, it used to annoy me because it's like I, I realized they were doing it out of ignorance. It just made me shake my head in disgust and sadness that they were doing this. You don't wear, you don't wear a devotional that's not meant for uh, wearing as a necklace. That's why we have things like the scapular, the crucifixes, St. Benedict's and the pardon crucifix and uh, saints' medals. You wear those. A rosary is meant to be kept in your pocket and used when the need arises. And a lot of ignorant people don't realize this. Now, As far as the other sacramentals go, like I said, they're not charms. I, I've, as I I've said earlier, they're described as charms. They're not. If you wear a saint's medal, let's just say you have a particular devotion to Saint Maria Gore, Goretti. If you wear her saint's medal, She's not going to literally protect you from evil because you're wearing her medal. Now, anybody who understands the true Catholic understanding of saints, they pray for you and they pray for your protection. Okay? And for that matter... That's why you should pray to your guardian angel at least at least twice a day. Once when you get up in the morning and once when you go to bed, your guardian angel,, um, the Archangel Saint Michael, the, the Archangel Saint Raphael, and the Archangel Saint Gabriel, are meant to spiritually protect you, but you have to ask for their protection. You can't just wear a St. Michael's medal. Oh, St. Michael's going to protect me. You have to pray for his protection. You have to have a devotion to him. And it's like that for all the sacramentals, the pardon crucifix. The pardon crucifix is supposed to um, give you indulgences, time off in purgatory for those of you who are non-Catholic, um, if you wear it. But it doesn't mean that, number one, you're necessarily going to um get, you know, because if you understand Catholic theology, you will understand that, and I'm saying true Catholic theology, that your mortal and venial sins that you commit throughout the day are going, you're, you're going to commit sins throughout the day that um, are going to add to your time in purgatory. However, a devotion to the pardon crucifix is supposed to help you, if you're devoted to it, to take some of that time that you occur while you're on earth to get you out of are to take time off of your time in purgatory. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to come under spiritual attack, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to sin, which is another misnomer. Some of the more pious and devout people think, while I wear the St. Benedict's crucifix, it's going to keep me from sinning, or I wear the pardon crucifix, or I wear saint's, it's going to keep... No. The only thing that keeps you from sinning is your devotion and love for our Lord and our Lady. That's, that's the bottom line. And like anything else, the sacramentals only work if you're, number one, you need a devotion to them, and number two, you need to be working spiritually. Now when I say work, I'm not saying that you're doing all the effort and you're not getting any help. You're asking for the help to overcome particular sins and faults that you need help with. If you're not doing that, then your pardon crucifix, your miraculous medal, your St. Benedict, they're they're just necklaces, basically, if you're not practicing what you believe. Which brings me, for for my non-Catholics out there, I want to explain the concept. You can carry a gun, okay? You can carry a gun, for for my American listeners. But if you do not know how to use the gun, if you do not know how to use it properly, nine times out of ten you're going to make a mistake with it. If you treat it disrespectfully, it's not going to work for you. If you don't clean it, if you don't practice with it, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I said nine times out of 10, there may be the outlier that somebody tries to rob you. You have the gun and you get off a lucky shot and you kill that person. But that's not necessarily the case you might accidentally shoot the wrong person, in which case you're subject to whatever laws of whatever municipality, state, or county you live in. It's the same thing with the sacramentals. If you're not using them, if you're not practicing with them, it's it's not going to be any protection at all. They're meant like anything else in God's realm, you have to use them with piety and devotion, with a clear understanding that these are aids in helping you to get to heaven. You just can't throw it on and expect that, oh, I'm going to heaven. I'm wearing this this medal, this necklace, whatever. It's not going to happen. And part of this is our enemy's plan this is why i always say that in order for somebody to subvert a person on the individual level or a society or a culture in a larger level you need ignorant people you you know because an ignorant person doesn't know what they're doing And they're too lazy to research and they're too, you know, they take everything at face value and they see everything at surface level. So I think a lot of the younger, you know, and by the way, it isn't it's I've I've seen a lot of from the youngsters, but that doesn't mean people my age and older don't fall into the same mistakes. They think, oh, if I you know, if I wear this crucifix, I'm going to heaven. And they don't do anything. They don't pray. They don't they don't do anything. They think that just by wearing it, it's their free ticket into heaven. And that's not how it works. It's absolutely not how it works. There's like I said, these, these you know we uh, true Catholics do not deal in magic and anybody who practices their faith and that includes the Vatican II sect members who who go to confession and like i said with Vatican II sect it depends on the priest or the bishop of the diocese um because there are different um there are different um Examinations of conscience that they may use. Now, I'm going to read from my prayer book in the examination of conscience the particular uh, questions that help make my point. Have you believed in fortune tellers or consulted them? Once again, if, you're going, if you are a Vatican II sect member, or for that matter, set of a contest, and you're going to a fortune teller or a medium, this is witchcraft. This is literally witchcraft, and you are breaking the first commandment. Because you're trying to go around God's will, just like Saul did. There was a reason I raised that issue with Saul. Because he was not following God's will. He was trying to work his way around it. And you're doing the same thing when you do that. There's nothing magical about our sacramentals. They are meant, they're aids to meant to, to help you get to heaven. That's it. But like anything else. Like any, anything in this earth, if you're not using them properly, if you're not trained to use them properly, if you're running around thinking that if, 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 you, if you don't understand them, you're, like I said, you're going to end up probably using them improperly. In which case, like anything else, if you use something improperly, it's not going to work the way you intended it to. So if you're ignorant, if you're Catholic, and I don't care if you're a Neotrad, if you're a Vatican II sect member, or even if you're set of a contest, if you're not wearing your um. If you're not using your sacramentals correctly, then you're not helping yourself spiritually. And by the way, it's the same thing with devotionals too. Except in the case with devotionals, um, it's not something that you wear. It's something that you practice or pray. If If you... If you're, let's just say you have a devotion to the seven sorrows of our blessed mother. And you have a devotion to that. And you think by doing that devotion, or for that matter, a novena, and you think magically that, oh, well, the people said that, uh, that gave me this novena that if I pray it faithfully for two weeks, I'll, um. Once a day, I'm going to free a thousand people from purgatory. That's ridiculous. Okay? Now, I do realize there's a pious uh, story about, I think it was St. Bridget. It was either St. Bridget or... um, Oh, there was another famous female saint in the Middle Ages. I can't remember, but supposedly when she prayed a particular prayer she was freeing a thousand souls from purgatory now we're talking one saint and if i remember correctly the particular saint in question was a favorite of god okay a favorite saint of god is going to have more um more uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is is, is going to have more graces granted to them than say a person like myself who's just a slob? Okay, you have to understand what you're doing when you do a devotional or a sacramental. Okay and and furthermore a lot of the saints themselves and in this case i'm talking about not necessarily favorite saints of god but just regular saints who have said if you if you can pray for the conversion of one person that's more that's more useful than anything else that you might do while you're here on earth, no matter how pious and devout you are. So, that goes back to what I talked about in my earlier episode. Think big, work small. You know, because unless we're actual saints... We don't know how the God's divine providence works. And even the saints of God, not all of them understood. It was granted to, uh, it was a singular privilege granted to a few privileged saints. Not every saint had this. So if you can pray for the conversion of one person, you don't necessarily know how that outcome's going to come. They may actually, they may be turned into the next super saint. Or they may turn into a really pious and devout person and convert some of their family or friends to the true religion. What we don't know as people and it's presumption to pretend like we do. Um, we have to, we have to, if we consider ourselves true Catholics, I never get tired of saying this, we have to do the best we can with what we've been given and let God and his blessed mother do the rest. So, because I'm speaking from an American context, I'm going to use this analogy, A weapon, whether spiritual or physical, is only as good as the person using it. Why do you think before a person gets, uh, if they join the military, before they get sent to their unit, has to go through what is known as basic training, which gives you the training necessary to be at least um, a basic soldier, and then you go to your advanced training or what we say in America, AIT, um, which gives you the, a deeper understanding of what you need to do before you go to your regular unit. Because, as I said in my previous episode, it's a progression. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a progression. You have to train. You have to be trained, and you have to will, be willing to be trained. Having been former Army, I can tell you for a man for a literal fact, nothing will get you killed faster than some idiot who comes into your squad or your platoon who thinks they know everything. They come right out of school and they think, oh, I know everything. I don't need to be told. I don't, you know. And they don't listen to their NCOs. They don't listen to the veterans in their units because they're the 300 IQ takers and they think that, you know, I'm too good to be told. I'm too good to to listen. So, let me think and see if I missed anything on this. I don't think I did. But like anything else, and by the way, when I talk about understanding your your sacramentals, how they work and how to use them properly. I'm also talking about your devotions and your prayers. I can hand any idiot off the street an M16. But if, if things heat up and stuff actually goes down, it's going to be a matter of time. Lord willing, they'll only get themselves killed, but more than likely, they'll get the people around them killed if they don't know what they're doing, if they don't know how to. um, In the case of an M16, you have to zero the weapon, and what that means is, is that you shoot with it, and zeroing means you adjust the weapon, the sights, so that you can hit what you're aiming at. You know, if they don't know stuff like that, if they don't need know how to field strip and clean the thing, then even if they learn some proficiency with it, there's going to come a time, if they're not cleaning it, where it's going to jam. Especially on the M16. But this isn't a military lesson, although indirectly... There's a reason why the, you know, Catholics are called on earth the church militant because we are literally fighting the forces of evil here on earth. So, I think I covered everything that needs to be covered. I hope and I pray that you got something out of this. I really do. And I pray for everyone, and I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as possible, but you have to be willing to take the graces that God gives you. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your patience. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.